a soldier of the cross of Jesus. Christ is enough. Christ is enough. You have to know the principle behind John 3.16. That's the word. Christ is enough. Christ is the enough. Is, when you read the Bible, when you understand how beautiful the presence of God is, you can't take it for granted. The Bible says that you must eat of this word daily. It's only the precious blood of Jesus Christ that has power. Christ is enough. Christ it's only the precious enough. blood of Jesus Christ that has power. Hello, this is Pastor Caleb Sukul. Thank you for tuning in into Calvary with Caleb Sukul. Please prepare your hearts as we listen to this week's sermon. I greet you all in the precious name of Jesus Christ. I pray and I hope sincerely that you and your family, your loved ones, your friends, the people that you know are well and safe during this time that we find ourselves in. I sincerely mean that. I sincerely pray and hope that you are well, you are healthy. Look after yourself. See to all of the protocols necessary. We will get through this together. For our sermon today, I'm picking up from last week where we left off and we spoke about the exile, spoke about how Israel was taken into captivity. We spoke about judgment and persecution and how everything that is happening is under the hand of the Lord because He is sovereign. All of this is happening under His sovereignty. So this week we're picking up on that and where we left off. And I know you have your Bibles. So let's turn to Daniel chapter 1. Daniel chapter 1. And I'm going to read from verse 1. So Daniel chapter 1, verse 1. The Bible says, In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. Okay, so that's the captivity. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand. And some of the articles of the house of God which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. So he plundered everything, took some of the articles, the Jewish articles, and he took it into Babylon. Verse 3. Then the king instructed Asapanaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge, and too quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. And verse 5, and the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them, so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. Now from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The Bible says in verse 7, To them the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. Verse 8, 
But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. Verse 10, And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king, who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. Verse 11. So Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days, and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you, and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he consented with them in this manner, and tested them ten days. Verse 15. And at the end of the ten days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus the stewards took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. 17. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of days, when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king interviewed them, and among them all none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they served before the king and in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were with him in his realm. Verse 21 Thus Daniel continued until the first year of King Cyrus. May God bless the reading of his word. This week we're picking up where we left off last week. The book of Daniel is written during the captivity that Jeremiah prophesied about. This book denotes life in captivity, describes life, how they live their life during captivity. It also speaks of God's sovereignty. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were all captives during this time along with Israel. You must understand that even though they were taken captive, forcefully taken captive, God was still in control. God is still sovereign in our going in. He's still in control of our going out. God is sovereign in everything that happens. Nothing happens without Him knowing. Everything happens with His knowledge. I want us to take comfort in that. Even though we may be going through this pandemic, don't think it's strange that the Lord doesn't know. He knows exactly where we are and He knows exactly what is happening. So let's look at the text and the background information given to us and let's divulge and understand what's going on in this text. So they were taken into captivity. 
the king was looking for servants to serve in the palace, and the four young men were chosen. For obvious reasons that we read, they were good-looking, and they had wisdom, they had understanding, which the Lord gave to Daniel as well. So I want us to know that even though we may be in this lockdown situation, and we may be in this pandemic, the Lord is still with us, just like how He was with Daniel and the three boys, the three young men. God is still with His people. God is still with them. Even when we read this text, God is still with His people. And God is still with us today. He hasn't left us. He hasn't abandoned us. Jesus gave us a promise that He will not leave us nor forsake us. He will not leave us orphans. He has given us the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is still with us today. Amen? So as we inspect what's going on in this text, understand and see the parallels in this text to where we are today, and see how God moved there, and see that He is the same God. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, and that He is not a respecter of persons. And if we draw parallels, we'll see the same God move there. He's the same God that'll move here in our life as well. So they were taken into captivity, and these four men were chosen to serve. They were put into a training program to serve in the king's palace. Now we must understand something, what's going on in the Bible says in verse 4, Young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge, and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. Inasmuch as they were chosen to serve in the king's palace, we must understand that last phrase there, that last part of the sentence. That last part of the sentence says, and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. I want us to understand today that even though we find ourselves in a strange time, we find ourselves under the judgment of the Lord, under the persecution of the world. We, we find ourselves in captivity to some sense as well. I want us to understand and let us not be naive that even though we are not gathering together at church physically, now we are doing things online. I want us to understand that we cannot lose the culture of the church. We cannot lose the culture God has given us. Because if we read this text, they were taken captive, and now they were, they were being indoctrinated with a new culture. They were being taught the literature and the language of the Chaldeans. Taken into captivity, stripped of their land, stripped of their possessions, now being stripped of their culture. And I want us to be mindful of that. That even though we find ourselves in this situation, we cannot allow ourselves to be stripped of our culture, of the kingdom of God. We cannot forget that we are children of God, that we are Christians. We cannot stop behaving like Christians 
under these lockdown conditions because we are not allowed to go to church because we've been exiled from a building doesn't mean we have to give up our culture of who we are we are still disciples of Jesus Christ amen and then the Bible goes on to say in verse 5 and the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank and three years of training for them so that at the end of the time they might serve before the king so they went into a training program for three years and they ate palace food they ate good food they ate what the king was eating he fed them he was looking after them let's come down to verse 8 the Bible says but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies nor with the wine which he drank therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself so Daniel here who is wise because the Lord has given him wisdom understands what's just going on they've been taken captive but now all of a sudden the king is now treating them so well he's giving them provisions his own food they are eating and not only that they are teaching them a new language and new literature a new culture Daniel takes a step back and he says well I see what's going on here maybe others don't see what's going on here but I see what's going on here and he chose not to defile himself they were trying to be bought off with food they were being bought off with food it was a bribe they were being bought off they were being bought off they were being bought off they were pushing down a foreign culture to these Hebrew children to these Hebrew boys and Daniel stood up and said no I'm a child of God I will not partake of this by him saying no to the food we understand he's not just saying no to the food he's saying no I will not partake of this indoctrination I will not change my culture even though you took me captive forcefully I will not change who I am and I want to speak to those that are listening today we cannot change who we are because we are under lockdown conditions because we are going through this pandemic because we are being tested we cannot change who we are we have to stay steadfast in the faith we have to run to win the race fight the good fight fight the good fight we cannot be indoctrinated with the world the world is telling us it's okay not to gather in his name we cannot accept that and become lackadaisical this cannot be the new norm Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forevermore the Word of God will not change the Word of God is a lamp unto my path the Word of God is what we need in our lives the Word of God cannot change and we cannot change the Word of God we cannot come with a new interpretation 
this new norm is what we are being indoctrinated with. That it's the new norm now not to gather in his name. We cannot accept that. Now I'm not inciting violence. I'm not inciting us to break the law. But I'm saying we must use wisdom. Like how Daniel used wisdom. We must see between the lies. We must understand what's going on. Even though we are not at church physically. When we get back to church... We cannot see a drop in attendance. Even though we are not in church physically, that doesn't mean our spiritual quotation, our love for Jesus Christ must dwindle. Doesn't mean our spirituality must dwindle. Doesn't mean our faith must dwindle. Doesn't mean you must stop reading the Word of God. Doesn't mean any of those things. We've got to keep the urgency. We've got to keep the momentum. We cannot lose sight of who Christ is. Because we are not meeting and because the Word of God is not being preached to us physically, does not mean now you have to go and seek out the Word of God. Doesn't mean that you can take that lightly. You still have to go and seek out the preaching of God's Word. Because we are not a church corporately to praise and worship God doesn't mean you can't do it in your own home. Do praise and worship with your family. We cannot let our culture be changed. The culture of the church. We cannot be bought off this way. We have to use wisdom. Yes, this is only temporal. But in our temporal standing, we cannot change. We cannot change who we are. We have to stay true to Jesus Christ. Amen. And the Bible goes on to say in verse 9, Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. So Daniel said to the stewards, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days, and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants. And verse 14, So he consented with them in this matter and tested them ten days. And verse 15 it says, And at the end of the ten days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Now Daniel didn't want to eat the king's food. It was good food, palace food. But he discerned that he doesn't want to defile himself. He said, give us, vegetable, give us vegetables and give us water for 10 days. We're not eating this stuff. Just give us vegetables and give us water to drink. And the chief eunuch said to Daniel, I fear for my life if you do not eat this, which the king wants you to eat, I might get beheaded. For my own good, help me. 
I don't want to lose my life. So Daniel, using wisdom, said, okay, put us to the test. Test me out. I don't want to eat your food. I just want to eat vegetables and water. Test me out after 10 days. Let's see who looks better. And just like we read, 10 days later, they look better in appearance and they look fatter as well. And so much so, those that were eating the king's delicacies, they were put a stop to. They said, no, 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 we tested this thing out. Daniel and his friends ate vegetables for 10 days and water. But you guys ate the king's delicacies and drank his wine. But they are fatter than you. They look better than you. So we're taking that away from you as well. Because it's been tried and tested. Verse 16, it says, Thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. Verse 17, As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now, I just want to go over this again, because sometimes we refer to this as a Daniel fast. If we really understand this text, Daniel never went on a fast before the Lord. All Daniel did was change his diet. This wasn't a Daniel fast. Eating vegetables is not a Daniel fast. He did this because he didn't want to defile himself. He didn't do it unto the Lord. He did it for his own health. He didn't want to defile himself. No way in what we read about Daniel choosing to only eat vegetables and drink water did he say he's going on a fast unto the Lord. The reason why he ate vegetables and drank water was because he did not want to defile himself. Amen? He did not want to defile himself. Do you understand? Because we have this bad habit in the church of calling it a Daniel fast, where we only eat vegetables and drink water, but Daniel never called it a fast. It was a change of diet for him. He understood what those guys are eating is unhealthy. He understood that food there, even though it may taste good, even though it's a king's delicacy, it's a delicious, it's actually unhealthy. He said, no, I'm not having that. I don't want to defile myself. I don't want to become unhealthy. Give me vegetables. Give me water. I'm okay with that. I want to stay healthy. I don't want to defile myself. Never went on a fast. We call it a fast. It's not a fast. He changed his eating habits. He changed his eating habits. He changed his diet. He never did it unto the Lord. He never brought the Lord into this. He never said, I'm doing it unto the Lord. If we understand Bible language, whenever a person went onto a fast, they made it known they're going onto a fast. The Bible would record that this person fasted. The Bible doesn't use the word fast. He never fasted. He just changed his diet. He changed 
his eating habits because he didn't want to be defiled. He saw within himself, he reasoned with the wisdom that God had given him, what they are eating, even though it may be delicious, it'll bring disaster to his body. And I want us to understand that we have to look after our bodies. We have to look after our bodies. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit. This body has been given to us, belongs to God. We have to look after our bodies. We cannot have bad eating habits. We cannot live on junk food and processed food because it's easy to fall into that trap when we're under lockdown conditions. When you don't want to spend a lot of time in the retail stores, when you don't want to spend a lot of time in the shopping centers, when you don't want to spend a lot of time going out and buying groceries, it's easy to go and live on fast food. But we can't do that. We still have to look after our health. We still have to look after our health. We can't defile ourselves. We can't become unhealthy and use the lockdown or the pandemic as an excuse. We can't do that. We can't change our culture. We still have to be true to ourselves. We still have to look after our bodies. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Verse 17. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. See, Daniel went into captivity already having visions and dreams. He did not go into captivity and then start having visions and dreams. The Bible says he already had it. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. This wasn't something that was given to him during the captivity. It was given to him at birth. He may have only used it during the captivity. But our giftings are given to us at birth. And I say that specifically because it is up to us to use our giftings unto the Lord. It's not something that's going to happen automatically. We are all born with a certain set of giftings. And it's up to us to develop those giftings and worship the Lord with it. It's up to us to multiply our talents. This was Daniel's gifting, visions and dreams. He used it. What is your gifting? Now during lockdown, we cannot say we don't have time. Now during lockdown, we should be seeking out what is our giftings? What has the Lord gifted us with that we now can worship Him with? That when we go back to church, we can use these giftings to worship Jesus. Let's use our time wisely. Let's develop our giftings. Let's not use the pandemic or the lockdown as an excuse to become lackadaisical. But in captivity, Daniel used his gifting. Verse 18, it says, now at the end of the days, when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king interviewed them, and among them all none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, 
Mishael, Azariah. Therefore, they served before the king. These young men were earmarked for great things. I wonder if they knew what they had. I wonder if they knew that they were different to everybody else. That God had blessed them with a certain skill set. That God had blessed them with a certain skill set. They understood the literature. They understood the language. They had wisdom which God had given to them. And when they were brought before Nebuchadnezzar, no one was like them. Verse 20, the Bible says, And in all matters of wisdom and understanding, about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in his realm. Now, I want to explain that. They were ten times better. Ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers. This has to do with occultic forces. You see, when you have the Spirit of the Lord inside of you, you are better. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. When you have the Spirit of the Lord inside of you, you will excel to the highest place. Even your opponents, even the enemy, will know how skilled you are because of who's inside of you. You will even gain their attention. And you will even be better than them. Verse 20, And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he interrogated them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. That's a wonderful statement to make about the children of God, that the children of light is stronger than the children of darkness, that greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world, that even in this time of captivity, God was still with them. And I want us to understand that even during this time of the pandemic, even though we are going through it, even during this time of lockdown, God is still with us. He has not left us to be orphans. His promise is still true. The word of God is still true. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I am with you until the very end of the age. Jesus said it like this. Though you are in the world, you are not of the world. Let's understand this text. They were taken captive. They were being indoctrinated with a new culture. They were taught the literature and the language. Daniel and the, and the three young men said, no, we're not eating your food. Just give us vegetables. God went on to give them wisdom. And when the king examined them, he found them to be better than all of those that are in his realm. I want us to understand when we take a stand for Jesus, Jesus stands up for us. That because they chose to look after their bodies, which they understood was a service unto God, God looked after them.
they were being indoctrinated with new language and new culture. But I want us to understand, Jesus said, though you are in the world, you are not of the world. That we can go into the world and because of the Spirit of the Lord, He will make us excel. He will protect us. That we don't have to be changed by the world. We can go into the world and we can bring change. The world must not change us. We must change the world. Amen. They understood the literature. They understood the language. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding, the king examined them and he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers in his realm. Verse 21, thus Daniel continued until the first year of King Cyrus. My brothers and my sisters, I want us to understand that Jesus is present in the pandemic. That just like how God was present with them, present with Daniel, present with the Hebrew boys, present with the nation of Israel, during the captivity, during the exile, Jesus is present with us during this pandemic. We don't have to feel alone. We don't have to feel abandoned. He hasn't left us orphans. He's allowed His judgment to come upon the church. He's allowed persecution to come upon the church. He's bringing us into maturity. But He hasn't left us. He hasn't forsaken us. When we understand the captivity, we understand God raised our prophets during the captivity to speak to Israel. Daniel was one of those prophets. And Jeremiah, Ezekiel. God is still speaking to us during this pandemic. Let us not make the mistake of thinking we heard from the Lord when we didn't. Please do not say I've heard anything from the Lord if you haven't. God is still speaking to us. God is still taking us through this pandemic. Let us, let us not become presumptuous about what the Lord is saying, but let the Lord speak. Let us be sensitive to the still small voice. Let us not be presumptuous and say something because we need to. During Malachi and Matthew, there was 400 years of silence. Don't put yourself in a corner and feel I have to say something for the sake of saying something when people ask you, what is the Lord saying? Sometimes the Lord doesn't say anything because He wants us to rely on what He already said. He tests us that way. He wants to see if we are faithful to Him. He wants to see whether we are chasing after Him or just chasing after a new prophecy, a new word, signs and wonders, whether we have our wires crossed. And I want us to understand that during this time, 
we have to get our wires uncrossed because a lot of people are chasing after a new prophecy, a new word, signs and wonders where they should be chasing after Jesus Christ. All of that means nothing without Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Him we live, move and have our being. This world was framed by the Word of God. Let's not cross up our wires. Let's not say things for the sake of saying things. Let us not be presumptuous. Let us not speak too early, but let us be faithful to Jesus. The only message we need to know now is the cross. Let us come back to that old rugged cross. Let us understand the doctrine of the cross. Let us stop only preaching the cross once a year during Easter, but let us daily take up our cross and follow after Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you, Lord, that you haven't left us orphans during this pandemic we find ourselves in. That Holy Spirit, you are still the comforter. You are still close to us. You haven't left us, nor will you ever forsake us, because your word is true. I thank you, Jesus, for the many healings that has taken place, for the many people that have called on your name, for the many people have been healed by you. We give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory for the healings that have taken place during this pandemic. We thank you because we know that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or even think of. You are still the healer and you still heal today. We give you praise for that. Holy Spirit, take us back to the cross. Lead us to Christ, I pray. If we've gone astray, help us to come back during this time. Like the prodigal son who came to his senses for those that have backslidden, help us to come back to the cross. Help us to come back to our Father. Help us to come back into the house of the Lord. For those of us who are faithful, Sustain us. Give us the strength, the stamina to endure, to run this race, to be faithful till the end. Bless us now. Be with us. We thank you for your written word that gives us assurance, just like how you were with Daniel and the young men. You will be with us as well, because you are not a respecter of persons. We give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast, Calvary with Caleb Suku. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, please be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications. You're welcome to rate, review, or comment below. Until next week, let Christ be seated in our hearts. God bless you.